Welcome to Shooting the Frisbees with your hosts, Jake and Randy, discussing all things freestyle frisbee and whatever else that comes up. Welcome to Shooting the Frisbees with Jake and Randy. Hey, Jake, how you doing, man? I'm great. How are you, Randy? I'm doing fabulous. We have a great guest today that I'm really excited about. Uh, he has um, had success in multiple Frisbee disciplines and disc disciplines. And, of course, uh, the discipline that we love, freestyle, um, he has been a world champion in. And also a world champion with disc dog events. So we're really excited to bring Matteo Godoni to everyone out there. So welcome Matteo to the podcast. Hello, hello. Thank you very much, Randy and Jake for asking me to be here. Our pleasure. We're really happy to have you. I've, uh, I've been a fan of you for a very long time, pretty much since I first saw you in 2003. So it's really great to get to talk to you, <laughs> get to know you a little bit more. Indeed. And I've been a big fan as well. I remember the first time I saw you, I think it was at Paganello. And I said, who is this smooth dude? I mean, he has just got a style that just oozes smoothness. And uh, <laughs> uh, I remember that clearly. I remember that very well, too. It was uh, September. It was the first World Championship in Rimini. And it was the first time I met you, Randy. September 2003. Yes, 2003. So it was Worlds, not Paganello. Sometimes I get Paganello and Worlds, they kind of blur together with the Rimini experiences. Yeah. But yes, it was Worlds when I first yes. saw you. I believe you were sporting the hat the first time I saw you as well. That's correct. Yes. Yep, yep. <laughs> the hat is part of your persona. <laughs> so, um, Mateo, let's start at the beginning. So how did you first start playing Frisbee? Oh, playing Frisbee started with friends in the park. Uh, we have a very nice park in my city in Fort Lee, and day by day, summer by summer, I got involved in doing some trick catch, started looking around for different kind of discs or frisbees. Finally, in the summer of 2002, I stuck into a freestyler disc, and so <laughs> I, was, I, I started to figure out what freestyle is with Frisbee, what can be, what can happen. And in that same summer, I was just having my first uh, computer with an internet connection. And so I started looking on the web. And there was no YouTube at that time, but it was just GIF animation, <laughs> little... A picture animated in uh, black and white, and I see that I can literally clearly see the nail delay happening, tipping, and a catch. And I say, what is that? <laughs> How they can do that? I was just throwing and catching for years, and <laughs> I was no having idea of how could be that possible. So I started looking uh, around and then I stumbled into Clay with, in Rimini, which is very close to me. And that, that's Clay Calera, right? Yes, yes, Clay Calera. That's awesome. So you saw the nail delay online. Yeah, on, in online. In a little GIF. Online, in a little GIF. And I was trying to get that GIF back and I'm not able. I think it was on... Uh, website from Tommy Leitner, the Frisbee page in the, in the past. 
And you know, we have like two or three GIF uh, in black and white uh, with a triple fake catch and some tipping and some stuff. And then uh, after that, the next resource online was Ainsville.com. But I think I got that uh, only uh, one year later. Wow. So was Clay Calera the first person you saw live playing freestyle? Yes. Yes. And teaching me uh, that I need an nail delay and to build up an nail delay and how to fix it. And silicone spray was Clay because I was looking for a disc because the first disc, the Sky Styler, the first model we found, it was uh, in um, in a shop in, uh, in the seaside, but we were not able to get another one. So I was looking around in Rimini because I knew there was a frisbee club, but it was mainly for ultimate. And in that club, I met the the guy giving me another Sky Styler and giving me the number phone from Clay. Wow, that's so great. So Clay is a great inspiration for many people because he's been playing freestyle frisbee for so many years he's one of the original italian freestylers as i understand it yes yes that's cool so you learned the delay in 2002 and then randy and i both met you in 2003 one year later at fpa worlds in rimini yeah it was six months actually because i met clay was september of yeah well yes september 2003 was one year after and was fpa wars but my first competition was in Paganello in uh, April, so it was after eight months. And I was just able to do a nail delay and uh, an under the leg pass to uh, something catch. But Clay and Louis pushed me and Edo to play together, and it was great, very great experience. Yeah, who was that first person that you competed with in Paganello? Eduardo, Eduardo Favorini. Ah, yes, Eduardo. So he's yes. from Rome. Yes, yes. He came over uh, with uh, Pitone. We are missing him very much. Ah, uh, yes, Pitone, rest in peace. We miss him. Yes, yes. And it was him, he, he was playing for a while, but uh, Edo was just starting like me. And we hang up together and we play just nail delay to a drop, then another nail delay to attempt to another drop. <laughs> But it was nice because we had uh, the opportunity to meet all the jammers and play with everybody. And, you know, we learn from tournaments so much. So at that time, was it just you and Clay or was Andrea Dini involved in the mix? Like who was who was kind of around in that beginning part for you? No, it was just me and Clay at that time. Uh, Andrea Dini came up later, uh, Claudio, Chega, everybody was just me in the beginning. I was trying to get some uh, good friends from the, the players. The, the, the friends were playing toss and catch at the park with me, but uh, they screwed it up with the fake nail. <laughs> they didn't commit. <laughs> that was, was too much for them. Yeah. It was really so, quite, a, quite a group that ended up forming around you and Clay at that time, not too much longer, because Andrea Dini was one, as you mentioned, Chega, who was Marco Pratti. Uh, yeah. Claudio Chigna. So all, Claudio and Chega are from Forli, is that right? Yes, yes. We were playing. We started uh, We started in Forli, between Rimini and, and Forli. I was uh, going to Rimini every Saturday and I was trying to get more people that I can. <laughs> so I was 
playing. I was sending SMS in the morning, who's up, who's going to come. And right. at that time, it was also Luca Medri. You played with Luca Medri. Yes, Luca. Fabulous yeah. player. And he's from Forli too. And yeah, it was, yeah, we had a, a nice period. It was a very nice group here. Yeah, because that's so important to have other folks to play with to take it to that next level. And obviously, there was something going on in Forley because there are many world champions that came out of Forley, your hometown. I mean, Claudio and Chega have both won a world title along with you. So that's pretty amazing for a small town in Italy. Yeah, yeah. Very, well, we don't have that much players here, <laughs> too. But you have three world champions, so that's yeah, pretty yeah, amazing. Yeah. So in uh, 2003, you made the finals, and that was your first Worlds. No, I made the semifinals. Oh, you made the semifinals. I thought you had made the finals. Okay. No, I, but I was really happy. It was like making the finals. <laughs> I made the, the semifinals. I was playing with Lisa. Uh, yes. in Paris and co-op I was playing with Randy and I won from uh, Netherlands oh really yes <laughs> that that's video, right that video it should be removed from Earth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well Sorry, I haven't Randy. seen it so maybe I don't need to go look at it <laughs> no please <laughs> but but I was really proud of uh, playing at the at the World Finals at at the World Championship. I mean, and making the semifinals with Lisa was a really good uh, a good top goal. And then the ne- and then uh, at that finals at that championship, I was asked to play the next year by uh, Rodney Sanchez, and that was another great uh, feeling from that World Championship. Wow. So Rodney Sanchez was your next partner after that first experience. Wow. Yes. Yes. I was just making barely the semifinals at the worst and I have a great player and I, I knew him. I was looking video. I, I knew I, 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 I was looking on the beach at him. I, I, I like I was liking his, his style. And so it was really special having him to ask me to play with him for the next year was very special. And where was that? Where, where, would, where was the following tournament with Rodney? Oh, it was again in Rimini. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And Rimini, Rimini, and then it came back to Seattle and then Berlin yeah. 2006. So how did you and Rodney do? Oh, we, I don't remember. I, I don't remember if we made the finals or not. But I, I, I remember I learned a lot from Rodney and he was very, very good player for me at that time. He was the perfect partner for that time. I was very bad with him because we had uh, a meeting before the week before was Amsterdam and the, the competition there was... <laughs> was supposed to be a practice and but you know Amsterdam is full of distractions and so the practice and the warm-up and the uh, event for warming up was not that focused (laughs) (laughs) yes so did you go to 2005 worlds in Seattle Mateo no, Seattle 2005, I was not able to go. Okay. And then I was in Berlin 2006, and that is the event with uh, which uh, b- bugged me with this dog. 
because there was there was this dog show by Jochen on 2006 in Berlin. And then I was in 2007 where you won the indoor in Amsterdam. Yes. And then 2008, where was it? 2008 was, um, that's the one that Manuel hosted. In Bologna. Oh, yes. Bologna, yes. Bologna, yes. thank you. Yeah, I was blocking on the name, Bologna. You played co-op was... with Chega and Claudio in that one, is that right? No, Bologna, I played uh, with Chega in Paris. Okay. And we missed the finals by uh, like a point nothing. Uh, that was really disappointing uh, from a, uh, a competitive side, <laughs> that event for me and Chega, because we had a very nice routine. We were feeling to feel to, to, to make the final, but we were not able to make it. As I say, that was a really deep field, uh, I remember, in Bologna. Yeah. It was also very yeah. tough conditions, very hot. And uh, I remember there was a lot of amazing players at that Worlds. And 2000, and in Coop, I was playing with Pipo and uh, Valerio, of course. Ah, yes. And then that was the year, I believe, also 2009. Was that your first Maza Pagal? Uh, Maza Pegul. Maza Pegul. Maza Pegul was 2009. Yes, the first time, the first event. Yes. Yes. If I remember correctly, I got to attend that tournament. Yes, with the pole. That's right. We made a we made a last second decision to show up, and that was one of my all time favorite memories, frisbee memories of my life. And you had a lot to do with that, and uh, <laughs> uh, I remember that like it was yesterday. Yes, it was a very special weekend. <laughs> very good memories for me too. Yeah, I don't know if you know about it, Jake, but so Paul and I, we last second decided to to fly over and it was during Thanksgiving and Matteo was surprised and shocked that we were coming. And so there's all this momentum where all these people came from all over Italy. So we had a really big turnout in this gym in Forli, Italy. So Matteo picked us up at the airport in Bologna and drove us to Forli where we had Thanksgiving dinner with his mom and sister and Paul and I and Matteo. So we had an Italian Thanksgiving right when we got from the airport to his house. And it was awesome. His mom put out this amazing spread and Matteo treated us like like champs and rock stars. And it it was really an amazing experience. Wow. I wish I would have been there. That sounds awesome. The very special uh, was the, the return from Paul, the coming back, the fly on coming back. <laughs> just remember that experience and just, it was so <laughs> crazy. And Andrea Dini and all of the Milano players. And I mean, it was all these players who I had no idea who they who they were. And, and everybody was so good. And we all stayed up till like two or three in the morning, just eating and drinking and living Frisbee. It was uh, just a dream. That's so cool. So, Matteo, who were some of your great inspirations um, as you're going on this freestyle journey? Okay. Uh, I have a lot of players that I, uh, have inspired me on different levels. In freestyle, I see different levels on where, on, of the experience of freestyle. You can watch on technical level or on artistical level or more style and form and that. And I, I like all the levels. I like all the all the the aspects. But everybody, every every player, I think, is pushing more on 
some way on something. There is a lot of people. Everybody is inspiring me. It was inspiring me at that time when, when I was building up my game. Yes, the, 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 the real struggle for me was to find the balance between form and difficulty. And I, I was trying to find the perfect, but I think uh, everybody is uh, missing something here or there. And I was reading a discussion uh, about this. Uh, we, I don't remember who was trying to say that it was possible to push both aspects, but I think it's really hard, <laughs> almost impossible. Yeah. So what was your so, strategy for both, for focusing both on difficulty and form? I never pushed difficulty uh, where I was not able to keep the form. Ah, okay. So you chose form first. And then yeah. you worked on your form, and when you saw the opportunity to bring difficulty into it, you then you would bring it in. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, when I was learning a new something like, I mean, Gaiti's pool, if it looks ugly, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to show it up. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but I don't know, I don't know. It, 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 it's something that it's always been uh, in mind, something that is always struggling about, and I think I, I'm missing the solution. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean, a lot of moves just look ugly, and there's probably nothing you can do about it. So, But I don't, I don't know. I know that my game, that my form is not really that pretty. I know my toes point up at the sky when I lift my legs, and my knees are bent. And even though I put some thought into it, it's never been my primary focus. My focus is usually, can I just get the disc to make this movement around my body and then I take credit for it? Yeah, uh, yeah, so yeah. I, I admire that a lot. When I watch your game, it's so beautiful because you have such good form. And I think that's that's one of the reasons that I'm a fan of yours. I really appreciate that. Yeah, no doubt. And I think it is an example of how you can take both routes to get to a final destination. And maybe there's never really a final destination, but you can start out a technical player and acquire some form, or you can start out as a form player and acquire the technical and you can still get to that place you want to go. I'm, I'm sure Clay must have been a big inspiration during those early days. So could you talk about how he um, inspired you and, and how he led you to become yes. the player that you are? Yes, Clay was the first inspiration. He pushed me to be something like I am now. The main thing he, he teached me it was to look around, to, to don't focus only on learning moves from him because he had his own game and I was not in need to learn his moves, but the game, my game and my moves. Another, on another level is on between Clay and the first meeting I had in Paganello, the first player that was pushing me on another side was uh, uh, Mark Recalbuti, was in Paganello, he was trying to teach me, to explain me, uh, I was re- it was really hard because it was, I was just in the beginning, the flow, the beautiful of uh, the flow of the game. And, and so uh, I love the clay game, but I love also the flow, more flow into the game. Clay forces the game into the tricks he wants to do, into the moves he wants to do. I, it it, it teaches me how to build up your skills 
to be able to do what you want to do. But uh, on the other side, it was really good for me on meeting Mark, which pointed me to the video from uh, Joey uh, and Rob in Central Park. That was really opening my mind right in the beginning, right in the first event, uh, like before one year of my play, my game. So when you say the flow, are you saying the spontaneous play? I mean, not forcing that much. It can be spontaneous, totally spontaneous. You can start with an idea and flow with what comes up. At some point, you go with what happens. So was Clay giving you more structure and then Mark Regalbooty kind of opened your mind to maybe a little more spontaneous type of play? Yes, yes, like. yes, 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 yes. And that's also uh, uh, something we, I always try to balance between because uh, jamming is full spontaneous, but when you want to compete, you need to force something somewhere uh, at some point. And you need to build up a structure, of course. And so the, the, that is another conflict of levels uh, I always had in my mind when I play freestyle. Yeah, so you have that. You have the form and technical, and then you also now have the structure and spontaneous. So all yes. sorts of different pulls and pushes, right? Yes, yes, exactly. And so... This this is what I tried to I tried to find my perfect mix in this and so I had uh, uh, inspiration for any level I had a, a, a player you know what I mean uh, is that yeah. clear yeah that make any sense yeah you had one one inspiration for each of those four categories yes yeah, yeah. 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 more than one more than more one more than one but, okay yeah. For spontaneous, of course, the beautifulness of watching, jamming, um, Joy, Rob, uh, and that kind of players. And on technical side, I was looking very much into Arthur Coddington, uh, Dave Lewis, Dave Murphy. On the form, Rodney Sanchez uh, uh, was very inspiring for me. Uh, Randy was very inspiring for me as well. And Matt and Jake also were inspir inspiration for me in the balance, in, the, in, in some balancing, because they were that kind of style playing that, um, I, I'm missing the word now, sorry. No, they were combining, combining the two. Yes, the, the style is uh, uh, laid back, laid back style. And you, you have that style. You, you're, going, you're playing that style. And you're playing odd moves on that style. I was, look, I was looking into Jake and Matt for the balance between difficulty and style. Yes, there's always a dance between technical and style. And I agree with Matteo. You and Matt have mastered that combination of bringing those two together. So well done, my friend. Well, wow, thank you. Well, it's really very nice to hear you say that. Very nice to hear Matteo say that. It's just, uh, I don't know, as a player, uh, there's something special about knowing that your game has influenced other people. So I just want to say thanks a lot for the recognition, guys. That's really cool. <laughs> that is cool. <laughs> hey, just want to give everyone a reminder out there that we have syndicated our podcast on iTunes and Stitcher 
and Google's podcast service and a lot of other ones. So if you like this podcast and you want to stay, stay subscribed, go ahead and go up to those sites and you can subscribe. And if you like our podcast, leave a comment because the comments get us higher up on the ratings list and more people will find us. Yes. And uh, again, thanks for all the continued support. And with that, I will talk to you next week. Talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to Shooting the Frisbees with Jake and Randy. To contact us or for more info, check us out at frisbeeguru.com. Home to Haynesville, Shooting the Frisbees, and live streaming freestyle frisbee.